One mic, one voice. You can change the world, it's your choice. One mic, one voice. You can change the world, it's your choice. One mic, one voice. You can change the world, it's your choice. One mic, one voice. Welcome to the One Mic, One Voice show, Building the Collective Conscious. Show that's created to give space where your voice, ideas, and informed opinions can be heard, appreciated, and debated. I am Michael Eric Owens. I'm in One Mic Studio, folks, on this nice, nice, snowy day. <laughs> yeah, it's snowing in Oklahoma. Uh, doesn't happen that often, but it's coming down. And, uh, you know, I kind of you know, came, grew up in snow, so it's nothing new to me. Brings back some childhood memories, though. Uh, running out in the snow, throwing snowballs, building snowmen, you know, things kids do. But, folks, we are here today to discuss a very important topic. And uh, if you have not... Uh, been in tune to what's happening in our country, which I don't know if that's even possible. You can try to avoid it, but it's hits you from all angles. Um, and it's, it's, you know, this statement has, has lost its potency, right? This idea of America being divided, but I want to address the question. Why is America so angry? And what I want is for our listeners to to pipe in on that uh, in the comments. Type in why you think America is angry. And do me a favor. Uh, hit that subscribe button. And you see that little bell next to it? Yeah, hit that notification. So every time I come live, you will get a notification. But why? Why is America so angry. Now, people might say, uh, I'm not angry. You know, I'm just engaged. But anger is not a bad thing, folks. It's not a bad thing. Again, I'm going to repeat, why is America so angry? And I want you to type in uh, why you think America is angry. But anger is not a bad thing. It's an emotion. It's like love. Um. There is a certain thing of having righteous anger. So anger is not a bad thing, but if it is destructive, it's a bad thing, right? We all have emotions. We all feel happy and sad and depressed and joy and peace and all of those things. So, But anger is part of that. It appears that America thrives on chaos and tension. That's what it appears to be um, thriving, that, that it couldn't function without chaos and tension. You say, well, why do I say such a thing? Let's just canvas history uh, for a minute, if we could. Um, think about this. Um, first, what happened to the Native peoples? What happened to them? Um, what 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 is the narrative? Um, had their own country, um, their own culture, their own way of life. 
And then the Europeans show up, right? And they take, they take because they felt that they were the superior race. Our history shows a degree of anger from all the battles with the native peoples. Was that out of love? Think about that thing called slavery. Slavery. The chattel slavery, the owning of a group of people. Then think about Jim Crow, the separation, the the segregation, the um, inferior status of a people. Yeah. Um, do you think there was a lot of anger in that time period? All you got to do is look at the Little Rock Nine trying to go to school or um, James Meredith trying to go to uh, Mississippi State. You, all you got to do is look at the the anger there. Um, wars upon wars. America. Um, and I know some people will say America didn't want to get into World War One or two or whatever. But you know what? There's a lot of anger in war. The Civil War itself was based upon anger. Some will even argue today that when you look at what's happening in our country with these, I think it was, what, 16 states that um, tried to sue the battleground states and want to overthrow the election, that that is itself a schism. Um, Think about all the hatred um, toward the LGBTQ plus community, the hatred um, the visceral that has been pointed toward that particular community. Think about the history of sexism in this country, in the um, debasement of women, of mothers. No one on this planet was not born of a woman, yet her statue has always been challenged and, and lowered um, in this country. Xenophobia. Just think of uh, a country based on immigrants, the anger, the children still in cages, the building of a wall to keep people out, to calling them murderers and rapists. And, and then the anger that is in our present political ideology. Yeah, man, it's deep. You see it. You, you, you have even engaged in it. I have engaged in it. Why is America so angry? Is it not anger that drives this country? I mean, think about that for a moment. It's not happiness. It's not, it's not coming together. We could even go on the micro level when you talk about these organizations, uh, these industries, these companies. It's, 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 it's not the, the happy work environment. It's the tense work environment. It's the one-upmanship work environment. Anger drives this country. What would evangelicals talk about if abortion was outlawed? <laughs> what, 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 what would they have to say? What would they fight against? If every state had the death penalty, what would they fight against? See, in our country, we, we, we have more standing with what we are against than what we are for. It's the nature of who we are. The country is an angry place. 
Now, you can say America is wonderful, America is great. You can say all those things, but again, those things deny the reality in which we live each and every day. People road rage and and, and people, um, man, just taking advantage of others on a day-to-day basis. Yes, America is angry. Isn't division part of the American DNA? Think about that, division. When we talk about a democracy, we talk about these differing of opinions, of ideas. But with one goal is to have a functioning democracy, a functioning government for all the people. But when anger sets in, when you're seen as the enemy or you're seen as unpatriotic or un-American or if you're seen as just not fitting in or not towing the line, yeah, that's detrimental to democracy. That's detrimental to this quote-unquote great country that we have. There is anger. Think about anger over the flag. Think about anger over Colin Kaepernick just kneeling down. The anger that was there. The anger for a person that was just exercising their freedom of speech and expression. Yes, it's part of our DNA. Could this country survive with everyone being equal? Equal? You know, that has never happened in our country. You do realize that. That equality has never happened. Equality has always been the goal. Think about that. Since the beginning, up until this point, this country has never been equal for everyone in it. Think about those who live their life under that burden of lack of equality what is the lack of equality based upon well you don't want folks to get in you don't want folks to experience what you do you don't want folks to have access to what you have the system is designed that way isn't the need to control part of the american psyche the need to control right control who who has the wealth in this country who has the influence in this country I mean, the need to control, again, I can even go to the micro level. Who's making decisions? Who's included in those decisions? Control who is seen as having value and not, even in the media, when it comes to um, all of these uh, portrayals of beauty, portrayals of success, Control your mind to think that I have to do this or I have to look a certain way is based upon what? It's based upon a certain class of people versus the other people. Eliza says, with the anger in this country continuing to grow, do you think we could ever see another civil war? That is a very interesting question because there are... um, Many groups, many groups, mainly on the right, the extreme right, that have been calling for civil war uh, forever. Many have said that if Biden takes office, there will be a civil war. So what does a civil war look like? 
um, I mean, you it it, it 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 cannot be a civil war based upon race only, because there's too many in the in the progressive movement that are black, white, native, Latinx. We are blend, and so uh, it would not be a race war like some have called. But I can clearly see um, a civil war that is similar to what we would say was the Cold War. In other words, no cop- no cooperation from uh, the states that have delegitimized the election of Joe Biden. That they and and also those in Congress, much like what happened to President Obama, we will not work with him. We will make him a one-term president. Um, ironic in the guy that has fueled all of this is a one-term president. But I can also see, I can also see racial tension and division in our streets and violence in our streets. We've seen it leading up to this. So why would it not continue if the ringleader is still the puppeteer, which he has been, he's been pulling the strings of these people. So is it possible to see another civil war. I don't think to um, the uh, degree that, that, that was in the past, but I think some elements of what we would classify a civil war, a breakdown of the country, a um, sectional um, breakdown, I could see. Uh, but clearly, these states, um, that if they would break, I don't know. I mean, Eliza's question is good. I, I think, why, if, you know, if all these folks support Trump, why don't they just, why don't they just go? I mean, they can buy an island. You know, Epstein had an island. They can just buy an island and, and celebrate their king on their island and make the island great. You know, I even give them the name. We can we can come up with a new name. Give them America. Give them a, give them. They can take the name as long as they go. If 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 this is so uh, appalling to them, black and brown people have been putting up with this their entire lives, and we are still here. We are still fighting to make this country equal and better for everyone. And you you go the last three four years in despair and you want to destroy the country. <laughs> I mean it's laughable. I mean there is no resilience in those individuals. So um is it possible? In some degree, I believe it is. Um so control. This is the engine that runs systemic racism. The need to control, to create a system to control. You think about the institutions. What if all the institutions benefited everyone the same, not one group of people over the other? What if I had or you had the same access to health care, to quality education, to housing as those in power? What would this country look like but america has an idea those in power those that lead this country have an idea of how things should go they have an idea of who should be in charge and that's mainly white males throughout the history 
It's mainly been. Lisa says, in my opinion, this system cannot be changed. It was founded for and by white people. That was my point. Founded on white supremacy. It permeates every institution in this country. Revolution is needed. I am angry. Revolution is needed. The revolution shall be televised. (laughs) Indeed, a revolution of the mind, not a revolution of violence. You know, when you when you say stuff like that, people people misconstrue it because they're looking for any evidence or, or any diversion not to address a revolution of the mind, a revolution of thought, a revolution of the system to revolutionize how we do business each and every day in this country. Does anything really make America happy? Is anyone in this country think that America is a happy nation. You might say to yourself, well, I'm not an angry person, but look around you. Can you definitively say to me that America is not an angry country and that anger does not um, permeate our, our political environment, our corporate environment? Um, even social media, I, you know, you look at some of these exchanges on social media and people are angry. They're angry because they look around this country and they have different visions of what this country should be. They have different ideas of who should be in this country. They have different thoughts about who should benefit from the rules and regulations of this land. Yes, America is angry. You know, anger, what, you know, my father was a very angry man. Matter of fact, I've often said my, my dad was the angriest man on the planet. He grew up in Little Rock, Arkansas, In the 50s, he went to Milwaukee, Wisconsin. He had very little opportunity. He was angry. I didn't understand it when I was young, but getting older and being an older black man and having to go through the things that I've went through, I understand that anger. I understand that pain. I understand that loss. I understand that ostracism. I understand all of that. Now, I can channel it differently, but I can't judge him. Because in his capacity, he was only able to handle so much. Yes, America is angry. This whole idea of the last four years of make America great again is based in anger. It's based that America is jacked up. That America is not the country that I want to be in. That something has changed about America. You know what has changed about America? Let me tell you what has changed about America. Black folks not in chains. Black folks are working and and making a lot of money. In some circles in our society, black people have influence. I'm talking black and brown people. That's what has what has changed in America is it's become more equal. We have not arrived there, but it's become more equal. That's the problem. You see more black actresses, 
actors, directors. You see blacks being some of the most respected in our society. That's what has changed. The status quo is is being chipped away at. And so the idea of we need to go back. Go back to what? Yeah. Go back. Go back to a country where there is less equality. There is less access to opportunity to better your life if you're not white. That's what that means. Let's shut down the border unless you're coming from Sweden or Norwegian, somewhere like that, right, with your blonde hair, blue-eyed. Folks, listen. Was America ever great? That was, matter of fact, that was Ronald Reagan's slogan to make America great again. But was America ever great? I mean, let's be honest. I'm not saying that America was never good. America has done some good things in the world. It's not what I'm saying. I'm saying, was America ever great? No. No. That's like me saying, have you ever been perfect? Are you perfect? Oh, there are some people, there's some narcissists out here that think that they're perfect. But if you are of your right mind, you would, of course, say, no, I've never been perfect. America has never been great. It's never been great for everyone. It might have been great for some, but it wasn't great for what happened to the Native Americans. It wasn't great what happened to the Japanese. It wasn't great for what happened to black people. It wasn't great what happened to the LGBTQ plus community. It wasn't great. So you can't say that. And then they criticize you and say, well, he said America wasn't great. I'm telling the truth. When will we tell the truth? We cannot. We cannot overcome the anger in this country if we don't tell the truth. It's impossible. It's impossible for us to overcome the deep division that we have unless we tell the truth. Folks, we're going to take a quick break. Pay a couple of bills. But I'm going to get into this thing much deeper. I want to make it personal. I'll be right back. This is Michael Eric Owens, host of the One Mike One Voice Show. I want to give a shout out to all of our listeners all across the globe. Thank you for your undivided attention and for your conversation. You can catch us every Sunday on YouTube, 12:30 p.m. Central Standard Time. And you can also catch us on Podbeam, Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes, on any one of those lovely, wonderful podcasting platforms you love to listen to. Please always remember, 
You can change the world. It's your choice. Is America angry? Yes. It's an obvious answer to that question. But I want to make it personal. Because we comprise America. The individual. The collective. Let's be introspective. Let's be honest with ourselves for this one brief moment. Are you angry? You know, I mentioned that righteous anger is acceptable. There's some things that we should be angry about. So I'm not downplaying anger. I'm saying anger that is destructive is a problem. Now, let me tell you what I'm angry about. Because this country has treated me and people that look like me with disdain. And I served this country for 13 years. I got more respect overseas than I got on these shores. I'm angry. Because of that, I'm angry because people could continue to deny the reality I'm speaking about right now. People will say Michael hates America. Michael served America. They'll leave that part out. People will say that I've never been proud of America. Proud. What does that mean anyway? People will criticize me because I criticize the country in which I served. You see, the very nature of being an American and being patriotic means that you hold your government accountable. And that means calling out the government when it does things that not only divide the country, but wound the country. Government for the people and by the people. Because bad people, I'm angry because bad people, people continue to hurt others, abuse their authority with no accountability. What we have seen in Washington over the last four years has been abuse of power and authority. And it has been co-signed by the Republican Party. They have co-signed either out of fear or it seems to be working for them with no accountability. I'm tired of seeing people in power, even on the local level, that are misusing their employees and, and abusing their authority with no accountability because boards, people on boards and and people in the company, they support them. They buttress that behavior. Creating these screams, ripples, 
of trauma. You see, our nation is in trauma. Because of this anger, because of this division, we are a people in trauma. How do you survive each and every day in trauma? Well, Americans can learn a whole lot from black and brown people. Because we live with daily trauma. The things that we have experienced for generations, many of our white brothers and sisters are experiencing today. Yeah, it's not easy. I hear some of my white brothers and sisters say, I just need to turn it off. I can't deal with social media today. It's too much. Well, black and brown folks can't turn it off. We can't hit the switch. I'm black all day. Every day. I love being black. Don't get me wrong. Now, Black is beautiful. I ain't got a problem with my blackness now, but I'm just letting you know what comes along with with, with being black is the stigma of a history of racism, stereotyping, etc. Yes, I'm angry. Because although we have advanced light years in technology, think about it, even in my lifetime, I can remember going, and and some of you are with me on this one, I can remember going in the phone booth, having to put a dime in, having to call. I remember when the pager came out. The two-way, hit me on the two-way. <laughs> I remember that. The cell phone. Man, I remember when I was introduced to computers in the military. They were a lot different. Boy, I tell you. We have, we have man, we have went light years in technology. But we are still in the dark ages when it comes to race relations. How can we advance so much in connecting each other, advance so much in medicine, all the sciences, in knowledge, but yet the knowledge of the individual remains archaic? You look at me the same way that my brother was looked at in 1960, but yet and still, Um, technology has changed the world, has interconnected the world, but yet we are more divided than ever before. And I'm also angry because no one has the courage to fight for a better country, for more peace, for a more equitable nation. That our leaders don't have the courage. Why did we send them there? Why? Why did we go cast our vote? We did it because we wanted them to do something. We didn't just put them there to get paid and to have this great pension and and to have this lifelong health care that many in this country cannot afford to have we didn't do it just for that we put them there to do our bidding to have the courage to make this country better to pierce through the anger and to get to a resolution 
that's why we sent them there. I'm going to go on because that's historically why I am angry. But presently, why are you angry? I'm going to ask that question. Type in, why are you angry? Presently, I am angry because I see people not wearing masks. Why, why are you not wearing a mask? We're getting close to 300,000 deaths, and people are still saying this is a hoax. Yes, that makes me mad because it tells me that you don't care about your fellow citizen. You who say you care about this country, but we the people make up this country. And how dare you? Even if you didn't agree, you would wear it because it's a patriotic thing to do. I'm angry because these people have no sympathy or empathy for the people who have lost their lives due to this COVID-19. Do you know how that makes me feel when I've lost three relatives? I hear somebody say that COVID is a joke. You know how that pierced my heart when I hear that? When I see people arguing that this doesn't exist, it's it's, it's played up too, too high. There are people that have lost husbands, fathers, brothers, sisters, mothers, cousins that would beg to differ to that opinion. I'm also angry that we have 75 million people that won't accept this election. The ignorance is bliss. I mean, when you look at these people that are just, they're lying. They're lying willfully, not out of ignorance. They know there is no possible way to change the outcome, but they're lying to millions of people. Why? Because it benefits them. They're making these people angry. And out of control, these elected officials, the ones, the secretary of states, the, 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 the poll workers, they're getting death threats. Yes, that angers me. And I'm angry that 75 million people want this country to stay angry. They want this country to stay the same. If we stay the same, this is what we get. If Donald Trump had won the election, this is what we get in even worse. 75 million people want this country to stay angry and divided. They didn't want to change. They didn't even want to try something new. Obviously, they, they, have, they, they have no problem with Charlottesville, with Heather Heyer when she lost her life. They had no problem with those marching, talking about Jews will not replace us. They had no problem with George Floyd. They had no problem with Michael Brown. They had no problem with Breonna Taylor. They had no problem with the protests of this past summer. They had no problem because they simply said, we want to. Keep it the same. We like the way things are going. 
Think about that. How, how is it possible that you can look around America today and say things are going great? We're going in the right direction. The only way you can do that, if you're caught up in the ideology of us versus them, that this is our country, not theirs. That we are in charge, they are not in charge. That they're taking from us and we will not allow it. America is an angry country. If you're like me, you want to be less angry in 2021. 2020 was a, man, we could not have predicted everything that has transpired this year. It has been a year that would live in infamy. But I want to be less angry in 2021. Listen, folks, we have so much to offer the world. We have so much to offer each other. This anger paralyzes us. It paralyzes us. It sucks our energy. When we have this depletion in our energy. We don't have creativity. We don't have the ability to love or greater than that, the ability to forgive because simply we are in a state of anger. I want to be less angry in 2021. So how can I be less angry in 2021? Well, let's revisit those things for a moment because how this country has treated people that look like me. Yeah, I want to be treated differently in 2021. I want some respect. And when LeBron James said, put some respect on my name, I want some respect. I don't want to be respected over anybody else. I just want to have the same respect. I want my gifts, my talents, what I bring to the table, I want my thoughts, I want all of that to be received respectfully. I want to be treated fairly. I'm not asking for anything that anyone else in in the dominant culture does not have. And I don't want what they have. I want what a human being deserves to have. Why should I be respected? Why should things why should things be fair for me? Why should I have equal opportunity? Why all of that? Because I am human. Just like you. Right? I may think differently, look differently. But that's the beauty of the world. Who wants a world where everybody thinks the same? Everybody looks the same. Look at nature. Is every tree the same? Is every flower the same? Is every fruit the same? The very essence of nature is the beauty in its differences. The very nature of us is the difference in our in our thoughts, the way we approach the world, the way we express ourselves through culture. That's the beauty. Arthur says, amen, brother. Fairly is the perfect word to use. That's all I'm asking for. But that seems to be too much. Oh, Mike, no. <laughs> oh, that fair thing. Oh, oh, 
Mike, hold on a minute now. Hold on. That's too much. Because if I'm treated fairly, then you will truly see me. And if you see me, you'll see yourself. And if you're a rational person, you're not going to hurt yourself. You won't hurt me. You won't talk condescendingly to me because you wouldn't want that done to you. Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. That's a golden rule. I read it somewhere. Right? I want to be less angry because I want people to, guess what? Acknowledge my reality. I want you to acknowledge that, that history. We have 2021 coming up with the Tulsa race massacre. Acknowledge, America, acknowledge the terrorism that was placed upon Tulsa Greenwood. Acknowledge it. Put it in your history books. Teach it in your grade schools, not just in Oklahoma, across this country. Teach it at the, 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 in the academy. Teach it so that people will be aware of that history. Yeah. I want you to acknowledge the pain. Right? You see, we can't go anywhere. We can't do, we, we can't make life better. We can't get away from the anger if there's no acknowledgement. But just don't acknowledge you. you got to make a restitution. We got to talk about reparations. That's got to be a front and center conversation. Because, yeah, you may build this country on free labor, but it's time the chickens need to come home to roost. It's time to acknowledge and to make restitution for the ills that have been placed upon black and brown people since the origin of this nation. It is time. Yeah. How can I be less angry? I want those bad people I talked about earlier to be held accountable. Those that hurt others and abuse their power. I want them to be held accountable. In your organization, if you are a director, a president, a CEO, you have authority. How dare you co-sign on people hurting other people in your organization? I want accountability. Yeah. I'm calling for some folks to be fired, to be dismissed, to be demoted. If you cannot value another human being, you don't deserve to be in charge of that person. Yeah, that make me less angry. Yeah, if I see some accountability, I see some folks walking. That, yeah, that, that, that would kind of, I have nothing against them personally. Even the ones that did me dirty. I have nothing against them personally, but I want accountability, though. Oh, yeah. If you're big enough, listen to this. If you're big enough to do it, you're big enough to pay for it. What would less make me less angry? I want to improve race relations. That's what I want to prove. Improve. Folks, we got to start getting along. We got to start loving each other, man. I'm not saying that, 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 you know, there is no black America, or white America, or Latinx America. I'm not saying that. I'm not that lofty. We still have our issues. But we have to start building bridges with one another. 
we're all human. We're all part of the human race, not just the black race or the white. We're all part of the human race. And while we can still talk about these issues and tackle these issues, we must love one another. I'm not talking about the 75 million people because I told you I'm not wasting my energy on folks that are on earth too, that live in a different reality. I want to put my energy on you, on building you, on loving you, on encouraging you, on supporting you. That's what I want to do with my energy. Because if I'm doing that, I'm less angry. Lisa says, I'm angry that a white supremacist was elected by Americans. Me too. I mean, I, that, that, you know what? That's, that's, for the, that's for the historians to figure out. <laughs> you, know, you know, as historians, we say it's too early to tell. We're, 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 we're still in the moment. So it's hard for us to decipher. But, you know, 50, 100 years from now, when the scribe begins to really dig deep into all of the documents that will be available, they'll be able to give us a better picture of why this happened. But we got some ideas, though. And it's based on all of these things that we've talked about this afternoon. It's based upon that. But yeah, because that decision rocked this country. It changed this country. And what you need to understand right now, even as we are having this discussion our democracy is imploding. It's like a cancer. It's metastasized throughout our society. And if we don't, if we don't treat it, America will be no more. I'm not, I'm, I'm not a fatalist. But I'm telling you, a democracy only survives because of its guiding principles and its habits. Its habits. One habit is a peaceful transfer of power. One habit is this. The electorate believes that the election was fair. You know why other countries fail in democracy? Because of what we've seen. Because their their candidate didn't win. So they have a coup and they, they overthrow the government. Or they simply check out because they don't believe the election is fair. We are in that moment. We're in that moment right now, folks, where guess what? The very nature of our democracy is in question. When you devalue the institutions of democracy, you discredit them. You make them an enemy of the people. Your democracy will cease. And that's what this one-term president is seeking to do. He wants to be in charge. And if he can't be in charge, he wants to destroy the whole the whole organization it's like the child that cannot have the toy that gets the toy and tears it up so nobody else can play with it how childish this is 
childish but dangerous. I'll be less angry in 2021 if people have the courage to fight for a better country. When I see mainly, and I'm going to say this, mainly our Republican elected officials stand up. I think the Republican Party needs to apologize to America. If they want to heal this country, they need to apologize to their constituents and say, I was wrong. I should not have stayed silent. I should have stood up. Out of fear, I didn't. I need to apologize to this country for not doing my duty to ensure that our government was strong, that the state of a union was strong because it's weak. Don't believe people say, well, you know, the union can go through all sort of things and the union will survive. Don't believe that. Do you know every great empire has crumbled? Everyone. There's a time and a season. So if you know your history, the Roman, the Ottoman, we can go back. Every great empire and it's imploded because of the things we're seeing today. The anger, the division. This is, I'm I'm not trying to be fatalistic with you. I'm being truthful with you. I don't want to live in an angry country. Maybe you could agree with me on this. Maybe you could come alongside me on this, that we refuse to live in an angry country. What type of world do we want to leave our children, our grandchildren? Is this the world that we want to leave them? Is this the world we want them to grow up into knowing what they will be exposed to? Can you imagine the black mother, the Latinx mother looking at their baby thinking what type of world will receive them? Understanding their own pain Understanding the depths of being shut out of the American dream for them is the American nightmare. What type of country do we want to leave? And if your answer is a better country, a more equitable country, a country that is not your 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 value is not based upon your skin color or your talents or your ability or how much money you make but your value is based upon your humanity that would make me less angry i say let the other america Stay angry. 
Let's place our energy on building the new America. This should be our conversation. I know tomorrow the uh, electors cast their votes. It's been over, but it's pretty much the nail in the coffin. I heard that these uh, Republicans, 100-something in the House, are going to do this grandstanding um, in January. Folks, leave them. Leave them alone. Let's take our energy, our creativity, our passion, our love. Let's take that into 2021 and begin to build a new America. One in which black and brown people won't walk down the streets in fear of police officers and police officers won't be in fear of black and brown people. Let's create a new America. We can only do that if we get past the anger. And if you say to me that you're not angry, I question that. If you want the new America, I question that because there are things that I talked about this afternoon that should have you angry. You might say, well, I'm good. Everything's great with me. No, no. Because you're an empathetic person. You have a beautiful heart. Things are not okay because they're not okay with your brother and your sister. That's why it's not okay. On the top of the list, moving into 2021. You know what that line reads like? I will be less angry. Because history will speak of us. Somewhere in the distant future, A scribe will reach down deep into the archives of our time, and what will she find? Will she discover that we overcame our differences? Will she find out out of many we became one? Or will she find that we solved nothing and remain a divided peoples? Yes, history will speak of us. We can make a difference if we try. We can be the change that's in our life. All we gotta do is work together. We gotta raise our children better. We gotta stop the hate, stop the hate, and spread the love. One mic, one voice. You can change the world, it's your choice. One mic, one voice. You can change the world, it's your choice. One mic, one voice. Change the world, it's your choice.